Flapjack 95. This is episode, this is number 11, this is Tom. Number 11. Can you believe it? I've done 11 podcasts. No, it's going well for you, isn't it? Going very well. This is uh, Tom Shell. Tom, tell us, who are you? What do you do? I'm Tom. <laughs> um, currently working full-time with the Aston Villa Foundation and part-time within the Aston Villa R- Women's RTC. Um, so that's, that's... Where did that begin? Tell us, what got you into the villa? Because obviously you must be a big fan of villa or something to get yourself there. Is that, is that why? Yeah, big big football fan. <laughs> we all know West Brom fan, but can't all be where we want to be. Well, someone's got to support the smaller clubs. <laughs> <laughs> what happened then, Tom? Where did it begin? Uni, obviously, was it? Or school? Yeah, so uh, sixth form, really. I didn't yeah. want to, I didn't know what to do. So sixth form were pushing university massively. Um, I really wasn't too fussed or what was, didn't have an idea of what was going on. So I just thought, yeah, I'll go along with this uni thing. Yeah. Only interest really at the time was football uh, and gaming. Didn't want to do anything in gaming because it was a bit too sit down for me. So we looked at football, found a, a course in South Wales, at the university, university of South Wales, which was football coaching and performance course. So applied for that. Went, uh, went and lived in South Wales and in Cardiff for uh, three years. In fact, it wasn't three years, it was four because I ended up doing my master's there as well. Oh, really? Yeah, so... Um, was that last year, was that? Yeah, so I finished the master's literally about... Was it about a year ago now? No, it would have been a year in September. Yeah. So it was a, it was a year long. I think it would have been about September. I've got a terrible memory. Is the Masters more in-depth then, is it? Same thing? Yeah, so it's, to be fair, it's a lot of work. So I did it working part-time with Cardiff and Newport at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but there was other people there doing, doing it along with full-time jobs. And yeah, yeah. I just couldn't, couldn't believe how they were doing it because it, it was so hard, so in-depth. The amount of research and commitment it takes to do one, uh, it, it's massive. So people that were doing it full-time, Mm-hmm. mad respect for because it was really difficult doing it just part-time with a couple of jobs for myself I had a lot of free time as well yeah. which I spent working I wouldn't go out lots um, yeah I spent a lot of time working experience? was that uni first year Did the same as everyone else and go out and do what you want and not care or or as you took it a little bit seri- more serious yeah no I was probably a bit more serious I I get tired. <laughs> I'm a bit bored in that sense. Don't really got going out too much. I'd rather just stay in, yeah. uh, watch football, have a drink, and just go to bed. It make, don't they? When you want to get so. somewhere, where you want to, when you want to get to where you are, kind of, you got to commit yourself, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll go out if you, you know, if everyone's going out, but out oh, I'd rather just. So when we went out that once, that was class. We need to do that again. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> but yeah. No, no uni party. Don't do the uni party. It's bad for you. Don't do it. Don't waste your first year. It's not like year seven. Well, yeah, I mean, probably first year I took it was quite relaxed, yeah. really. And I went, after I finished my first year, I went out to America to do some coaching over there. And mm-hmm. I got my uni results back and I thought, oh, this, this isn't good. So I give myself a massive kick at the backside yeah. and second and third year when my results actually started to count. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
that's when I started putting in major graft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And luckily, come out with a first. I say luckily, deservedly, but. Well yeah. yeah. What's it like then, Coach? Like, is it the, the whole degree itself? Is it uh, an active degree? Is it or much writing or not? Or... <laughs> a lot of writing. Lot. Yeah. So you have one module focused around you and your football coaching, uh-huh. and then the rest of it is just all academics, so strength and conditioning, performance analysis, uh, your research methods, and. When I was first got there, I was probably a bit naive. I was like, oh, well, I've got to do all this. I don't understand it. I'm here to do football coaching. But you know, looking from it now, from an academic yeah, perspective, it's, it's it yeah, the onus is on you to go out and do your football coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, They'll provide you with all the academic sources. And then you go out and do the football coaching yourself and build up how you want to coach. Yeah. So a bit naive, but... Second and third year, I started to understand it, and I was a bit like, oh, yeah, fair enough. I, I was in the wrong in thinking what I thought, but yeah. I would recommend Where it. Where did you go and coach? Like, did they give you somewhere to go and coach? Was it in a school, or was it with adults, or what? So first year, I didn't really do much. Uh, I was just more so settling in, because yeah. I hadn't really done anything like that before, so first year was just settling that, in. Though, with my first year at uni, it's, it's yeah. Like, uh, yeah, settled in first year. Second year, I got a placement within the Cardiff City Foundation, and that was doing their girls' development centre. And I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and then throughout, and that's second year is when we started doing our UEFA B license oh. with the Welsh Football Association. That's quite a high step up of coaching, isn't it, for a, for a badge? Yeah, so you have to on your way as well or do you just go straight? yeah so I had my level I did my uh, FA level one yeah. before I went to uni and then did my level two within first year and level three um, in my final do they provide yeah. that for you do they yeah so it's built in within the, the course which is good yeah. but obviously you're not guaranteed to pass you have got to meet the, the standards yeah, because yeah. the tutors on the course are uh, FA uh, w so the football association association of wales they are the the educators so yeah i've got to pass and a, a couple of my friends didn't um so you have you did have to put the work in and drafts now what you on ua for b yeah still on ua for b and where for the um, i take you then what what's what can you do obviously with a, a level one you can what coach a team <laughs> Yeah, so B license gets you into your into your academies. Okay. But, but the next step is what I want is the A license, and that's that's difficult to get onto. Yeah. Is that with the the pro pro guys? Yeah. So you got I think Crouch, Peter Crouch did his with the FAW. Thierry Henry's done his with the oh, FAW. Wow. Mikel Arteta. Would you go manage a football team? Sorry. Would you go manage a football team? Then? Uh, possibly it's not really an interest of mine at the moment so I've not no. looked into it no, no I, I'm happy just staying in player development yeah, at yeah, the moment of course. and what so you're with what is it Aston Villa with Ladies Academy is it yeah so it's the RTC so the Regional Talent Club yeah so I've just spent the season with the under 12s and going into the season coming up on, on I believe I'm staying with the under 12s again nice so I'll have inherit pretty much the under 10s from last year 
Mm-hmm. So I'll have pretty much a new team, but again, really looking forward to it. Was it to, coaching them every day? No, nah, so we train two hours on a Tuesday, two hours on a Thursday, and then have a game on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Much travelling is there, or no? I think the furthest about Worcester's the furthest I've had to travel. So no, it's not far. That's all right. That's because we're in the Midlands League, so yeah, that is good. That's a good good step up, though. That is the UA for B. That's high. All through uni as well, so it must have been... Uh, was it difficult to get there? Uh, yes. Um, second year, I was not ready for it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and I sort of knew it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just finding ways, speaking to lecturers, finding ways of how how I can prepare myself best for it. Mm-hmm. Luckily, a friend of mine uh, had a, a friend and he was asking him if he could go coach his men's team within the Welsh division, but like the lower Welsh divisions. Mm-hmm. And he said he didn't want to do it. And luckily I was there when he was on the phone to him and I said, I'll come, I'll come and do it. Yeah. He was uh, volunteering. To be honest, I don't know if I would have got my B without going to that, to that club. Yeah. They were fantastic with me. I think the players there, they just really brought into what I wanted to do. How I wanted to help them, and what, they, they were really good. Was that? was that like a Saturday team? Was it all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were fantastic. They were really good. Um, definitely helped and supportive the whole the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, um, had to leave them unfortunately when I come back uh, back home to. In fact, no, it wasn't. I had to leave them because I got a job at Newport. <laughs> Newport Football Club. Yeah, so that was doing the Newport's pre-academy. Yeah. What's the yeah, difference like, within your coaching, obviously with the men's and the academy, obviously younger and older, is, is there a vast difference or still stick to the same sort of things? Yeah, so the difference is you're just focusing prop- in men's. You're probably just focusing on the team and a bit more, it's more performance-driven and results-driven. Yeah. Whereas you go down to your, your player development, it's all about developing yeah. each individual as much as possible yeah. um, which is difficult because you don't really see success immediately yeah 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 um, but when you do see that success the rewards are just phenomenal mm-hmm. the, the inner feeling you get of when you've worked some, something time and time again and it's not coming off but then it just Fine. comes off that once yeah, feeling is brilliant Especially when they're such a, at such a young age as well, when even they realise that they can do it from you telling them, you're like, whoa, it's yeah. being taught how to walk <laughs> you're a baby or something. I can't believe that they've just done that all from, and, and that's, I suppose that's what you do. Yeah, uh, it's great seeing them like so happy and get a little buzz out of it. So yeah, that's, that's what we're in it for. But you see some great players, don't you? Some great little players. Yeah. No, the players we see, it's just like some of them with their footwork, it's, it's unreal. Some of them with their leadership. Yeah. So, how are you, how are you 12? You've got better leadership yeah. skills than like most blokes have or most women have who are 30. And it's just, it's just crazy. What about, like, you think they're better than you at football? Yeah. Yeah. But are you, are you playing yourself? Do you play? 
<laughs> no, to be fair, I don't really have the time anymore. Uh, so I have a knockabout on a Saturday morning with friends yeah. when we don't have a game. Uh, but apart from that, I've, I've been working seven days a week, pretty much. So um, I've not really had the time to, to get in and play football, but it's something I've missed a lot and I would love to get back into doing it. So hopefully... Um, when all this goes... Yeah, hopefully when it all just goes and I've got a bit more free time, I can get back to playing football. When are you, are you obviously you're not with them at the moment because you can't be, but what's the, the time for them to come back? Obviously, we've got the return of the Premier League this week. So, with yours, does it work different? So, we're currently in our off-season at the moment. So, this will be, next week will be our week four in, in our off-season. How so, many do you have? We've had four. How many so we've been given like, total? Uh, four weeks we've been given off. Oh, oh, you have four weeks off. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so this will be our last week. Yeah. Off. So we've not heard anything at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not too sure when we're going to get back into training or whatnot. But yeah. um, throughout the end of the season when COVID struck, uh, we still kept in touch with all of the players through uh, Zoom meetings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like one-to-one chats with them, little team meetings, so they weren't uh, just like abandoned. Really, they still had us there to support if they needed us, and because we wanted to provide that, because um, it's it's just something good to provide to, to yeah, the players. Really. Really do, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so I, I did hear you say that you had. How long did you have over in America? I was there about uh, three, four months. What, uh, so with the same age sort of group? Um, it was through, no, it was about different age groups. So you'd have probably like fives to about 15-year-olds. Uh, Obviously not in one group, but yeah, yeah. The, the variety was massive. Was you coaching football over there as well, was that? Yeah, so it was just like little soccer camps. Yeah, okay, right, yeah, yeah. Where did you stay? What area? <laughs> so I was predominantly within California. Um, and we stayed uh, at lots of different locations. Yeah, yeah. I think, so we had host families and it was fantastic to be with uh, different people, staying yeah. with the, the kids that you were coaching to get to know about them more it, w- it was really good however you'd get there I think it was on a Saturday and you'd be with them for about a week so you'd get there on a Saturday be a bit anxious ner- nervous you get to about Thursday you think oh I'm really settled in now and then you got Friday and then you're off Saturday again. you're off again so it was, it was a bit of a, a bit unsettling at times yeah. What, well, have you ever thought of doing that again for longer with the same camp? Can you do that? No. Well, you couldn't. You didn't really have any power of where you were. Uh-huh. They would just tell you. You just get an email saying you go in two hundred miles north. And you're like, ah, oh, okay. Oh, you had okay. literally no uh, power or anything. Was or there a group of you was there that travelled around, or was it just? Nah, just... you just on your own. Oh, so if you were. Yeah going up north and you were down south somewhat whoever your driver was they'd drive oh. you to a location yeah. and just basically leave you and wait for someone else to pick you up yeah. so it was it was a bit like oh okay uh, experience though yeah 
no, it was a great experience and you the people you were with were, were fantastic like the other coaches um and the families that i was with anyway they, they were brilliant they really were What's so i would the, like to go back and see them at some point but money <laughs> yeah that's the problem all the time what's the uh, the soccer like over there compared to here obviously it wasn't as big as it probably is now but is it, is yeah, it I can't remember what happened last week, let alone like three years oh. ago. <laughs> now, uh, to be fair, um, it was all right. But I think the kids have got good respect. Yeah, they they love their sports, so they they weren't they were good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can't say they were bad because they weren't. Yeah, you they, can't. They were. Yeah, you wouldn't say that anyway. No, <laughs> but they they were good. What's the facilities like as well then? The facilities over in America, are they top, top notch? <laughs> so where I was, uh, the university was just like, you stay that, that, that was like a Premier League pitch. The grass was just like cut perfectly, uh, perfectly. But <laughs> then when we were at like parks, yeah. uh, it was just like, to be fair, their parks are nothing like our parks. No. They're, they're different. They're so different. They've got like, um, it's, it's maintained and kept so well. So they've got toilets there, proper facilities. It's just all just brilliant. Uh-huh. Um, so it's not like, when I say a park, it's not like you go down to Chase Water and it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they were good. But now the facilities were good, to be fair. America's top right draw. here as well. But obviously, where you are now, being at Villa, the facilities changed from when you was coaching from being sent somewhere at university. Is it, is it different? Yeah. So, well, when I was at Cardiff, it, it was pretty much the same job role, doing a sports school sports coach. So going into schools obviously would be the same. Mm-hmm. At uni, we, so for the first two, two years I was there, they were building this indoor barn. Okay. Uh, so it's an indoor 4G facility. So while they were building that, we were outside, and when it was raining in Wales, it was it was horrible. So we were standing outside, getting freezing cold, soaked, uh, and it's horrible. But when they built the the new indoor four G facility, it was, it was class being inside, especially hearing the rain come down. Yeah, knowing you're in same drive. Yeah, but what I can say is, going outside having the rain come down standing freezing cold is a massive part of football coaching so i'm glad i experienced mm-hmm. the the horrid being in the horrible weather rather than just being in, indoors and nice and warm that's it you can't go and be a coach at a good club and not want to stand outside in the rain <laughs> Nothing beats it. it's raining but I mean, to be fair though it's just another thing that just like makes you yeah. Um, so, sorry. To be fair, though, like training in the rain, there's, there's no no difficult place to train than in the rain. If you're going to be good outside in the wet, you're going to be great in the dry. Yeah, well, I mean, it does build people. You know, it does make people. I mean, Aguero said when he come, I'm pretty sure it's Aguero, and he's playing for Man City, that he wanted to sub himself off because he couldn't deal with the, the cold weather. Oh, really? Like, Can't be saying that. Uh, if you're on what, a couple hundred grand a week. Yeah, yeah. No way. Oh, well, look at him though. He's he's a decent player though, isn't he? Yeah, I like. I think he's my favourite striker. <laughs> yeah, he's quite. After Robson Carnu and Jay Rodriguez. Oh, Robson Carnu. 
I was um, I was looking at doing a podcast um, recently about because obviously the Euros will be playing now. So I got a um, I don't know if you've watched the Match of the Day podcasts on BBC. Have you have you seen them? So no. basically, uh, Lineker, uh, Ian Wright, and Shearer do top ten of something, whatever it is that's going on, maybe. And uh, they've done like goals of the Premier League. So when the Premier League first started, and uh, Ian Wright picks his ten that uh, Gary Lineker gives them, and Shearer picks his ten out and puts them in order. So I went to the. I've got I've got a podcast set up to be fair, ready of um, the Euros. So Euro two thousand. 04, 08, 012, 16, and obviously not 2020 because it's not happening. Of the top 10 goals with two other lads that were going to do it with me, put them in their 10. And uh, one of the goals there was Robson Carnu's goal against Belgium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bird. That goal. Have you, have you seen that goal? Yeah, it's filthy, isn't it? Oh, my God. Really good. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, that, that, was in, that was in maybe 2000 and. 40, no, not 40, 16. Yeah, I think you, yeah, I think it was about, yeah, it would have been 16. Wow, oh, so that, that was, that was one. Because I remember West Brom having the, having the links to him when I saw yeah. him score that goal, I was like, we've got to get him in. Was he not at you <laughs> at that point? Was he at Reading or something? No, he was still at Reading, yeah. And you got him? He was at Reading. Now he does, does he even, does he even play for you still? <laughs> I don't know. I think mean, he plays a bit. Like he has his, you know, he has games where he's fantastic, and then he has other games where he's just like doesn't score. I mean, his work rate though, you can't fault his work rate. It's mm-hmm. real. It is good. I reckon you. That's what I like. You like the work rate, do you? Yeah, it's all about the work rate. I mean, if you're not putting the, the effort in, it's like, what's the point? You've been there. Yeah, especially all that money. Exactly. Not that I'm jealous. You're jealous of that. We'll be getting that money one day, mate, if you carry on the way you're going. What's the case of you going for this this UEFA B then? Will you have to pay for that? Did I have to pay for the UEFA B? Which one are you after now, sorry? Which is the next one? The UEFA? The A licence. Will you have to pay for that yourself, will you? Or will will you? Yeah, no, it'd be funded by myself. Um, But I mean, I've got to get on the course first and it's difficult to get on. But, pricing, uh, yeah, it's like five, right? I think it's about five grand. Oh, so that's it. You got to save for that. I hope, you, I hope you've not yeah. got holidays planned, mate. I <laughs> know. Oh, I've got the money just in case you know I do get accepted onto any time soon. But uh, and then what? Gotta... Wait for a course and go for it. Sorry. Do you just wait for the course and then apply? Yeah. So I've sent my email. Um, I've, I've uploaded my email to see if when they've got the next course opening, so we'll see. We I'm sure I'll probably, well, I'm sure I'm going to have to be waiting a few more years to get on it, but oh well. Really? Why, why so long? Is it a hard thing to get onto? Yeah. Oh yeah. And how long will it take, do you know? Because obviously, you do your coaching batch, your first one, and it takes, what, a weekend? And then, uh, have, you done, have you done, you've done the level no, one, haven't you? I've not done anything, no. I've looked have into you know? it. No. <laughs> On a, Did like, you look at Premier then? I didn't need a football coaching badge. I'm just a genius, mate. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I, have, I have other, other qualifications, so we say. Oh, okay. Not football coaching badge. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I didn't know that. 
But now that the level one is like Friday, Saturday night, I think that's about three. So you got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, mm-hmm. and that's about three, four weeks. Yeah. So relatively straightforward. No, Your level two, I think, is about is it six months or a year? Oh. Yeah, I think B license is a year. Can go to two, and your A license is a year. Mm-hmm. And then what when you get to UEFA? When you do, if you do your UEFA A, you can do your pro license, but that's like your first team managers, your Dean Smiths, your Slavon Billiches. Yeah. And how long do they take a long time or, or a year? I've actually not looked into that. It's too far away, and I don't think I'd ever get on it. So, how long do you <laughs> do your UEFA B then? Well, technically, I did it over like two years because it was through the uni, but because um, our coursework, yeah, so it stretched it over two years. But it was it's just meant to be a year. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's all right then. It's considering your level B takes a year or two, and then the rest take a year as well. You'd think it would just get longer and longer. Yeah, well, I think a lot of it's now is you go do your course and then. It's working away. Oh, is it? And then they, they, the tutors or the mentors come out to visit you uh, every so on to see how you're getting, getting on. It's not to catch you out and be like, oh, you're doing this wrong. It's yeah, to try yeah. and catch you in to be like, okay, this is what you need to be doing or you're doing this really well. Keep doing it. And then yeah. can you add these bits in as well? What's, the, what's that big step up then from that weekend of level A? Is it level A? Is the first one level A? Level one. So it's like, they put it into levels. So it's like yeah. level one to five. So you're having a weekend and then a whole year. What is what? Where's the difference there? What makes it so long? Well, obviously within the work, but what is the stuff that they want you to work on? I think your level one is just more getting, um, getting used to putting on a session and being able to deliver it and just dropping in some coaching points. Whereas your level two looks more at the detail in your coaching points. So how you strike a ball, how you defend 1v1. Um, hold on, let's stop you there. Go on then. Tell us, how do you strike a ball, Tom? <laughs> well, in fact, I remember this uh, when I was at university. Our lecturer was like, right, you've got to pretend I'm a robot. You've got to program me of how to strike a ball. Yeah. So you have to tell him exactly what to do without missing a step out. Like you go to put on a kettle. So you've got to put the switch on. Mm-hmm. You've got to fill it up with water and whatnot. So we basically had to do that with him with how to strike a ball. And what um, do you say? Do you remember? Come on. Nah. <laughs> they want to know. I want to know how to strike a ball, Tom. I don't know how. I've got oh, oh. ability. I'm sure you haven't. No. You could ping a ball better than me. Yeah. Well, so them kids that you see. Oh, different ways, isn't it? Come on. What if, if I was to... If I was six yards away from the goal and it was an open net. Well, I told you to use your side of the foot because you've got more surface area to make contact with the ball to just push it in. The outside of my foot? Inside. Oh, that's better. Because you've got the more of that surface area then. Didn't know. I could have outside the foot then. Might have I'm sure you'd be able to do it. You'd be able to do that. Oh. Outside of the foot, Rabona, Mang. That obviously, you know, you've been through doing it for so long and you will obviously know how to tell someone how to strike the ball in certain areas, but you ever find that you can't do it personally? 
or it just doesn't work how you want it. Because I, I will watch. Is she laughing at it? See? Am I laughing at you? No, I'm just thinking, have I had that problem? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's mad because I'll, I'll, like, sometimes I'll maybe even watch the football, watch a free kick in slow motion and realise how to strike the ball. And I'll go out, play six or side or something, hit one, and it's sweet. And I'll do the same thing and it won't be sweet. And I'm like, what? So, but I'm, you being the, the pro, you should have a big word to throw at the ball. Just doesn't, does it work every time for you? No, it don't work every time, does it? But it doesn't work every time for the pros. Oh, no, like, no. Look at Ronaldo. No. I mean, yeah, but I mean, how much time is he spending in the training ground yeah. just ball outside of the 18-yard box, just trying to put it into the top left-hand corner? He's probably spending hours, hours a week, yeah. hours a month, all that time builds up. So, But they're not perfect. perfect. Um, is it more of the case of if you do it wrong, at least you know how to do it right? It doesn't mean you can do it, but you know what you've done wrong. You've got to be able to identify that you've done it wrong. Yeah. If you don't identify it and you're doing the same thing over and over again, you've got a problem. Yeah. You've got you've got to be able to either recognise it or have someone tell you that you're doing it wrong. So do you think you could do that? If you was to strike a ball and it go where you don't want it to, you would be able to recognise. Or obviously, is that what you do with, with the kids when you're coaching them? When they're doing it, you have to then kind of analyse what they're doing, watch what they're doing and tell them where they're going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had one child before. Um, he was much more physically developed than everyone else within his age group. Mm-hmm. And the kid, he could smash a ball. Yeah. But his problem was he could smash a ball and he yeah, didn't yeah. know how to do Trump. anything other than that. Yeah. Oh, so when yeah. he went for shots 1v1, he'd smash it and pff, every time oh. go hard. So yeah. it's just, it was just trying to get him to understand that mm-hmm. fantastic, you can smash a ball and it's good in these situations however if you're 1v1 but with a goalkeeper if you keep skying it like you have been what do you might what might you need to do differently yeah and making them realize what they need to do yeah that's good have you ever seen the picture of ross barkley when he was younger and he used to play no and when he's about 10 he's about six foot and the rest of the kids are about oh no yeah yeah i've seen it yeah <laughs> i think it's like lukaku as well yeah, maybe, yeah, as well. A giant. Well, he's only young anyway, isn't he? And he's a massive bloke. Yeah. And he smashes the ball over the... You need to tell him. Stop smashing the ball over the bar. Yeah, well, I mean, it helps them as well develop other, other uh, abilities to their game of being able to pass a ball into the side netting and just, again, can you open your hips up to try and place it into the corners rather than just lacing it and trying to get it toppings or wherever you're trying to get it on to yeah that's 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 my problem in six aside the problem is with me is when we play in the big square goals i will purposely try and put it in the top corner and most of the time i will miss the goal completely because i'm too focused on trying to put it in that one spot that it doesn't need to be and and whereas when i play you know the, the small long goals yeah a lot better there because it's just a case of keeping the ball down and not aiming. Hopefully, it's quite long. So now I remember from our time at Premier when we were in Burton, you yeah, yeah, looking them right into the corners. You could, but in a, in a top hockey tall goal, too much top corner is not good for the brain. <laughs> I don't, um, to be fair, I, I can't see him and preach. I'm a terrible striker. Can't do it. Was you a goalie? 
I, I've been everything up until midfield. Oh yeah, what happened there? But mainly like centre half, yeah. uh, goalkeeper, and fullback really. Yeah, that's been the main positions. Can't do anything in front of centre midfield really. Useless, absolutely useless. Oh, there's a fly flying. Saw that fly try to attack it you. Really took me away. <laughs> That's twice now. I've done obviously just done a podcast with another lad and same flies flying around trying to get me. He just wants to feature. Is that I've had enough? Maybe he's a footballer. Maybe. If you was to um if I was to ask you, do you have any tips that you would give to a footballer that's just some some vital information that you've probably heard once and thought, Oh my god, yeah, like like you know, like um if you're having, if you're shooting at goal, I don't know if this is true or not. But if you're shooting at goal, you actually look at the the goal first, and then when you actually kick the ball, you look at the ball and look where your feet are planted instead of looking at the goal. Is that is that a true thing, or does it not matter? You should know where the goal is if you're a striker. <laughs> you should, but uh, so I think you've got to, you've got to find ways of developing your own yeah technique and own way of doing things. If you find something, yeah. if you find you know, not looking at the goal, more comfortable for you. Yeah. Or, you know, who am I to say? You've got to look at the goal and then look at yeah, the ball, yeah. okay. especially if you're scoring nine goals out of ten. I think mm-hmm. if that problem occurs if they're not looking at the goal and they're mm-hmm. scoring probably one goal in ten shots, then it's probably my job to be, or the coach's job to, right, what, what's going on here? What, what can we do to, to get more goals? What, what, what do we need to work on? Yeah. Do you have a specialist... Is, is, I don't know if it happens in academies, but do you have a specialist area that you coach in yourself? No, so we're just in charge of like, our team. Yeah. So we've got a goalkeeper coach, um, phase coaches, so head of youth and head of uh, foundation phase, obviously our age group coaches. Yeah. Luckily, we've got a psychologist, which has never really had that before. So he's, so he's fantastic. So psychologist come in and do, obviously for the children? For the, for the kids so he comes in and just offers like uh, one-on-one support if they need to speak to him about anything if they're upset if they're happy for some reason I don't, I don't know whatever he's there just for like that support yeah. he does uh, group and team works around leadership so there are five C's I believe it is within psychology now I don't know them I just know it's like confidence. That's all I know. I can't think of anymore. But there are five C's. So he's he's look at communication. There's another one. So he's done a presentation on each of the five C's, Mm -hmm. and it's just looking at how we can uh, build the players' teamwork, confidence, leadership skills, all just within the psychological area of trying to make them better. Oh, that's good. That is that is quite an important thing to have. uh, Obviously, at a young age at a football academy, because well, even for as little as things like things aren't going right for you, or you're not. Whereas, let's face it, in in a sport when you're that young, obviously you can be good, but bad things happen to the best of people. Yeah, you're not going to score all the time, and if you're a kid, it probably hits you more knowing that you're not scoring a goal because you just want to. That's all in life that you're really bothered about. So being told that hey, don't worry. Yeah, so that's what he's there for. He's just there for that support, and if he can offer any um, advice and tips around, yeah, 
if you're feeling low on confidence, what can you do to get better? And just providing that probably like smart goals, smart targets of how how they can be better. But yeah, he's good. He's good at what he does, and I know the players love him because yeah, he's he's good at what he does and he really supports them. Nice. That's good. What are you looking to? Obviously, we only talk about what happens now. We try not to look too far in the future in case something pops up. And, but where would imagine when you was at uni and you was doing this course and it was all going swell and you got your degree? What was your aim? What, what are you looking to get to? Because you said to me earlier that you're not looking to really go to the managing sort of side. So what? What? What is it then? Where? Where is it you want to go? Um, so do you want to it's, a, it's a good question. Where do, <laughs> there are a lot of things I want to do. Um, a lot of right things everyone now. wants to do. Yeah. So right now, mm-hmm. I think I'm really, really happy in what I'm doing. So going into school's been a school, a school. Yeah. Sports coach, absolutely loving that, and then going uh, and doing the RTC within the evenings and the Saturdays. Yeah. as well as doing like player and skill development centres as well. I think I'm really happy doing that because it's my job. Yes. It's literally coach. And well, um, thing you want to do, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's what I've been sort of training to do what for the last for? four years. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't really sit back and go, actually, I want to do that because at the moment, this is what I want to do. I want to get as much practice, much experience oh. as, as I possibly can. Definitely. And I'm, I'm loving it and, you know, if as long as I can help those, you know, the children, mm-hmm. uh, just become better at PE and move, being able to move better, yeah. think mm-hmm. a bit more tactically, develop ways to throw. Because I mean, I could never throw as a kid. I don't yeah. know why, but it's, it's something that's always annoyed me because I've never been able to throw, and I still really can't now with one arm. But I know what you mean. There is things in certain, like when you're younger, that some people just never teach you. You either figure it out for yourself or you just never find yeah. the grips of it. And you see that, obviously, I see that working in the school as well, that there's certain people, certain, well, even not just kids, but adults as well, that can't quite do something. But you think it's so easy because you're so natural at doing it. So it's about yeah. making them start doing it from such a younger age. Yeah, I think it's really important. Doing things, catching, throwing, whatever it is. Yeah, so I think it's really important that we, you know, we're able to teach them to do a whole range of things and be able to use their bodies mm-hmm. um, and their limbs because I mean they grow into it, so it's difficult. You know, yeah. the balance is all over the shop. So I think it's really important that we help them oh, with that. But as well, you know, we've got to help them develop as. A, person that can function well in society that's not going to be a bully that's going to be well mannered yeah. nice friendly help other people so i think we've got a massive really important job to play and at the moment i'm, yeah. I'm loving doing that and that's something that i want to carry on for for the foreseeable future but you know it's not to say that that's what i want to do consistently for the Forever. rest of life yeah i mean there are things like i'd love to help or work for the, the FA or governing bodies of developing new coaches. I think that's something I've always had a passion about doing yeah. um, and wanted to do, really. So I've, I've took a few, uh, a couple of courses with the Open University through the pandemic to help with that. So it's like coaching others to coach is something I've done, which has been really enjoyable. 
took a long time, <laughs> took a long time to do. Yeah, but it was really good. So it's just, yeah, I think everything with me is just trying to develop other people because it's, yeah. it's something that I, I like doing. But it's a nice, it's a nice thing to to have to want to do as well. Yeah, oh, to be fair, it's something I've always wanted to do. I mean, as I, I said before, um, I wanted when I was young, I wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I realised I could be a football teacher, I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I've, I've, I knew I've always wanted to to teach and to try and help others. So that's just been me anyway. Have you ever thought about having your own football team? What, as in, like, me set up a team? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I've never thought about it. No. I think... No. Oh, no. I think it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I think at the moment I'm too busy for it anyway, but is it something I thought... I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I've just got no reason to do it at the moment. How does your thing... How does, like, you, so let's say your contract work with Villas? at the moment does it work on a yearly thing or do they take you on obviously what or at your job like if you improve so you know like you're getting them the managers up in the big area if you do well you stay if you don't you go <laughs> so well with the foundation with my uh, school contract that's i don't think that's got uh i think that's fixed term so that's just that the same, same people then the schools and the, the villa areas at the same company or group? so we've got Aston Villa Foundation which is yeah. like the community oh, okay. and then the RTC is more of like the girls youth elite end mm-hmm. uh, so that that contract is yearly so uh, that's been renewed for this season yes <laughs> so awesome. just, just keep going keep working but, yeah that's the thing I mean it's, it's good because you know it keeps you on your toes and you know, and you like, people, like people that work hard, so I do. Like I do uh, it can't, yeah, you can't not preach it and then not do mm. it, can I? Can't That's preach it. it and then not do it. I know what you mean. I, yeah. I like a hard work, um, you get <laughs> get your rewards, don't you? Mm. Yeah, especially since I, you know, I have been working hard the last four years. I've probably not really said it much. Yeah. To myself, but mm-hmm. looking back. Um, yeah, that's it you should always praise yourself as to where you are you've done something right yeah I mean it's it has taken a, a lot of work step up from when I last saw you you what sorry took a massive step from when I last saw you <laughs> uh, to be fair I miss, I miss our times at Premier they were class yeah. they were really good have you watched the podcasts uh, that I've done previously yeah watched yeah. them all thank yeah, you they've been really uh, good um, obviously, there's the one that was two and a half hours, the magic. Did you watch the magic one? Not all of it. Did you get tricked by the first tree? Of course. Did you? Brilliant. Did you actually? Yeah, Remember, why? Did you guess the right card? No. No. Remember, did you have to basically do a card thing? Also, something else happened during, but I can't remember what it was. Number one. Um, no, they've, they've been brilliant. It's been yeah. really good. Been good fun. I've enjoyed it. Uh, learn learning from people and listening to people. So yeah, a lot of listening involved. <laughs> yeah, a lot of listening from me. <laughs> a lot, but I don't mind listening to people if they're interesting. And everyone I've had so far is interesting. Yeah, up until now. Up, <laughs> which is dreadful. Yeah. But, uh, 
we do uh we've been on for an hour so we'll keep the fans happy tom and we'll say it's been a pleasure nice one it's been good to have you on good yeah, to cheers. hear about everything you've done obviously well involved in the coaching and we are hoping by we i mean me and all the fans we've got loads um you're one of the biggest fan so this is tsr i hope you get somewhere i hope you get far and i hope you do what you want to do that's the main message this is my message that you, you've kind of give to everyone is that you just do what you want to do and what makes you happy yeah Tom's not aiming to work at Villa, manage them, take them to the Champions League final, because he doesn't want to do that. He likes them. They've been there, done that, haven't they? So. Yeah, we've done that. We don't need to do that again. Come on. But yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much, Tom. Yeah, no worries, man. It's been a pleasure. Good to catch up. Yeah, man, definitely. I'll see you soon, hopefully. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, right. Cheers, mate. Catch you later.